When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It is time to get up with Mr. Mahomes. You will see what could be at stake for him on Sunday, and I promise you will be floored right off the top. Meanwhile, can Caleb command his way to the commanders? Our GM is here to say not so fast, my young friend. And then, did you hear what Shefty said the Bears might get for Justin Fields? Holy smoke, they could own the NFL draft. Let's do it all right now. It's Wednesday. Let's go. And we are ready to go. The offices of Greenberg and Tannenbaum are officially open. Jeff Saturday is here planning his quail hunting trip next week. I'm trying to get an, an opportunity to get in on that. Oh, and the big swagoo on his way to Vegas today. Hey, Marcus, you're going to like this. I just want to wake us up with a bang before we get into all the football stuff. I just wanted to see what Kevin Durant did last night right in front of Giannis. Right there. Oh, throw it down. Kevin Durant, 35 years old. What do you think, Swaggo? It got personal. He seen Giannis do it to everybody, so he had to go get Giannis. Giannis, don't jump, player. Oh, 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 face. Yeah, hit him in the face and still flushed on him. I think we got two good red zone targets for yeah. Sunday. <laughs> By the way, Phoenix won this game. Yeah. Uh, the Bucs are one and four since hiring Doc Rivers. We'll show you full highlights of this a little bit later. But, of course, our top story. We are four days in counting to Super Bowl 58, and we're going to give you a Wednesday walkthrough. Swagoo, we'll start with you. Kansas City, what does their offense need to focus on? The Kansas City offense needs to focus on getting Travis Kelsey in advantageous situations. Against the Buffalo Bills, he was in condensed splits, and they found matchups for him. Against the Baltimore Ravens, they spread him out wide. He heard talk about Kyle Hamilton is going to be able to guard him. They've done a tremendous job at being game plan specific, but also making sure that Isaiah Pacheco is still involved. Travis Kelsey Pacheco, that's the focus. Jeff, how about the defense? What's KC got to worry about? Oh, stopping Christian McCaffrey. Listen, the Chiefs are 28th in the league when they go against like 22 personnel, which is two tight ends, two running backs and getting physical downhill in between the tackles. Kansas City's going to have to bow their neck, play physical ball, not give up, because McCaffrey is a catalyst to this offense. they got to shut him down. The head of the snake, as I've been hearing all week long. Let's go the other side. Mike T, San Francisco offense. What's the focus? Pass protection, Greedy, and specifically Mm. on the right side. Colton McKivitz has given up 13 sacks in the postseason compared to only one for Trent Williams. Thanks, Hembo. We have to slide protection to the right side because if not, Steve Spagnuolo will overload blitz from the first quarter to the fourth quarter, and that could send Brock Purdy home. 13 sacks mm-hmm. in the postseason. That's a big number. Swagoo, how about the defense? What does San Francisco's D need to be worried about? Well, we, we, we obviously have seen it a, a lot. The stretch zone and this defensive line has to get pressure on Patrick Mahomes yep. when he drops back. Pat has not been sacked. He never seems to be rattled. Or ruffled. The Ravens got to him a couple times in that game. But this defensive line, if you remember the first time in this matchup, Nick Bosa was trending towards being the MVP. 
I believe mm-hmm. he's going to have to have that type of performance against this Kansas City Chiefs iteration as well. This defensive line has to win in the pass rush in order for San Francisco to have an opportunity to win this football game. All right, so we will have plenty of time to X and O this thing as we work our way towards Sunday. But today feels more like a day to talk about what is at stake. And the reality is what's at stake for Patrick Mahomes is immortality. I want to show you a a graphic. I want to show you a list of people that Patrick Mahomes could join if he wins the Super Bowl on Sunday. All right, it would mean he's seven years into his league and he would have three championship rings and two MVPs. It's never been done in the history of the NFL. You will not see the letters NFL on the right side of your screen. It's been done by Larry Bird and Bill Russell, Mickey Mantle, Stan Musial, and Joe DiMaggio, and Guy Lafleur, and that's it. So we are talking about sports royalty. Wow. We are genuinely talking about immortality at stake for Patrick Mahomes if he wins this game. We can talk about GOAT stuff. All that stuff is for down the road. Yeah. But just this game puts him in that company. Marcus, what does that make you think? I mean, G, you remember when we were sitting in Miami, I believe. I do. And we were having a conversation about Patrick Mahomes and what we had seen him do. I believe that was his MVP season. And I just said, I said, by the time this guy gets around his fifth or sixth year, we're going to have to start having a conversation about is he the best or is he the greatest we've ever seen play the position. And obviously he's entering into that company and there's a worthy conversation going on, even though I still think it's Tom Brady, even though I play around with it a little bit. But when you look at Patrick Mahomes and what he's been able to do, not only for himself individually, but in order for Andy Reid to become another focus in this conversation, who couldn't get over the hump before he was his quarterback. When you look at his ability to go into stadiums, we asked, could he go on the road and win games this year? Well, it was no different than when he was playing in Kansas City. The poise, the confidence, and the early accolades. And I truly believe this. If it had not been for a hampered offensive line um, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they would have been in that game with an opportunity to win it. I have mm-hmm. no doubt in my mind because if you look at the way that he played, he still was putting the ball in locations where his receivers could make plays and it could have been a closer That's game. Right. It is greatness that we're watching. I don't want to get into the greatest of all time yet. I don't want to start talking about his comparison with Tom Brady, but it is greatness that we are watching. And the fact that we are in an era where a quarterback can stand among the rest in a pass-happy league with so much um, talent, so many playmakers, really good quarterbacks in this league, and the fact that he is head and shoulders above them, it speaks volumes to the generation right now. Yeah, I'm going to say this. I, like, the, 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 the Tom Brady conversation is a legacy and longevity conversation. But what you're talking about is putting yeah. you in the inner room of all the Hall of Fames of sport. Yeah. Like, that's completely different, right? This is not – this is – in six starting years, he's gone to six AFC championships. Like, the things that he's, he's doing – and continues to do, and that we keep saying, well, if he shows, if he checks one more box, he's checked him. He wins this thing, and he is in a different stratosphere. And again, greatest of all time, like, who cares? What he's done to this point is outperformed, and he's already in a conversation that no one in our game has gotten into. That is insane to me. When you put that list up, like, the, 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 the level of all for me 
just went to a different level. Because I, I, I looked at it, I go, nobody. Man, nobody that we've – and we've seen some great ones in our generation <laughs> and the greatest of all time being, you know, be, being Tom Brady. Yeah. But, he, it's above. It's just it's, it's My man Darius, who sent me that this morning. It's unreal. He knows I love sports history. This Patrick Mahomes doesn't belong in the GOAT conversation yet because he's 28 exactly. years old. Tom Brady played till he was 45. Right. It is a fool's errand to start talking about him in that context. But this it's is unreal. fully legitimate. Yeah. Mantle, DiMaggio, Musial, you're talking about... Three of the 15 greatest baseball players that ever lived. Bird and Russell, you're talking about yeah. two of the 10 or 12 best basketball players that ever lived. And Guy Lafleur, maybe the most legendary Jeez. player, if not the greatest hockey player of all time. That's the company we're talking about. I agree. A microcosm of this is Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, without question, is the best receiver in the NFL. They move on from him last year, and all they do is win the Super Bowl, and yep. then go on the road, beat a good Buffalo team, beat a good Raven team, and they're doing it with Rasheed Rice and Sky Moore <laughs> and Valdez Scaly, just guys. He's making people around them better. And the other point to me that's really remarkable is if Bill Belichick was sitting right here in this conversation, he would say, there's two ways to win the NFL. Go beat your opponent or let them lose. Well, right now, he's beating you both ways. Yes. They didn't score in the second half against the Ravens. He played keep away. In his last five playoff games, he has not thrown an interception, and he's only been sacked five times. Yeah. So he's not going to lose the game. And, oh, by the way, you need me to win it? No problem. I could go win it. Jeez. But that's what makes him so great. He is he is playing the position practically perfectly. Yes. And, and the, perfection is something that no one will ever achieve. Yes. But you're not going to get a lot closer than Bro. he has in this postseason G. and last combined. G. Go ahead, Marcus. There's a semblance of, of, of these guys, right? Like when we start talking about Michael Jordan and LeBron James and you saw Bill Russell and Bird up there, there's there is something that we attach to the way that they're playing all the time. And, you know, we, we talk about all of the great players. You know what it looks like when Patrick Mahomes is playing? It looks like all of the other people that we have these conversations about. It looks yeah. like he's playing against people that don't process it as fast as he does. Mm -hmm. It looks easy to him. And I was watching that Ravens game and because I, I thought about this when Mike T just brought up how he doesn't have any turnovers. He doesn't have any turnovers because the game looks completely different to Patrick Mahomes than everybody else out there. It's going way faster for everybody else out there than it's going for him. He's managed in his seventh year in the NFL to slow this game down at a pace where no one can speed him up, not a blitz, not a player that's staring down on the opposing side, not a not not even conditions. <laughs> I mean, we talking about two playoff games that was in zero degrees damn near mm -hmm. that he yeah. went and just just handled his business. So I, I think we attach that moniker to a lot of guys that we consider to be in this great situation, whatever you call ice water in your veins or he doesn't freak under pressure or none of that. When I see Patrick Mahomes play right now, when I saw him play, it spoke, vol spoke volumes in Baltimore, especially with how good that team was. The game is going so much slower for him than everybody else on the football field, and you can absolutely tell it. And, and there's further news on this that came out of the, um, the media stuff this week. So if you've been following on this show or any of the others, there's been a lot of speculation about the possibility that Andy Reid will sail off into the sunset after this game, particularly if they win. He addressed that, all this speculation about his retirement. You be the judge if he put that to rest. 
Am I retired? Listen, my, my mom and dad told me this when they were working. They said, you'll know when it's time and I'm ready to go right now. Let's go. That's what they would tell me when I was young. So, and uh, I was an inquisitive kid. So, and so that's the way I look. I mean, somewhere you're going to know when it's time. Today's not the day. Okay, so John Fink, who is our coordinating producer and is just has this kind of mind, immediately says, well, he said today's not the day, Greeny. That doesn't mean tomorrow's <laughs> not the day. I interpreted that to be Andy saying, I'm not retiring. I'm coming back. And yeah. if indeed that is the case, you were telling me on our call this morning, they've gotten through most of the bad contract stuff they're going to have to. This thing may only be going in this direction. Greeny, they are over the hump from a cap personnel standpoint. Now, look, they have a couple big decisions. Chris Jones, Jerry C, but when they can franchise one of them. But their defense, as Hebo reminded me, is the youngest defense yep. in the playoffs. They have a great young nucleus of George Karloftis, um, Trent Williams, amongst others. So they're in a great situation. Yeah. Spagnola being with them for as long as they have. Listen, why would, why would you want to retire? Ain't no way this dude's retiring. You're winning. You've got all the people in places that matter for you. All you're doing is, is, is kind of retooling each and every year. There's no way he's walking away from this thing. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it, Fink. <laughs> I don't care what you say. He said today. Tomorrow. He's so literal. He, he said today. That doesn't mean it won't be tomorrow. We'll see. In the meantime, as we continue, much more on the Super Bowl. I've got a gripe today with Mr. Saturday. Uh-oh. Where do you hear how he is comparing Brock Purdy to Patrick Mahomes? We've got a lot to get into Let's on that. Go. And we will. Plus, will there be a bidding war for Caleb Williams? Should the commanders put in all their chips to go get him? And even then, will it make a difference? We've got the answers next. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, 
Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists. Like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Back on Get Up and a reminder that ESPN Bet is the official sports book of ESPN and the only place you can find exclusive offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. New users get $100 in bonus bets after making any sportsbook bet. Download today. What a play. And so let's play who you got with ESPN Bet, providing the numbers for a swagoo. Right now, first touchdown scored. Christian McCaffrey is plus 400. Isaiah Pacheco plus 600. Who you got? I'm going to go Isaiah Pacheco. I think mm. if the Chiefs win this coin toss, which they win every damn thing, they're going to take the ball first and try to go get a lead on the San Francisco 49ers. Mm. And we'll get around that red area. And I think they'll try to establish a physical type game with mm. Isaiah Pacheco in this offensive line. That would be my approach. You like it. You're speaking Jeff's language. Yeah. Mike T, two or more touchdowns. Travis Kelsey, five to one. Debo Samuel, nine to one. Who you like? Travis Kelsey, while I love Debo Samuel, it comes down to this. San Francisco has an embarrassment of riches from George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey. A lot more options for Brock Purdy. As we know, this Chiefs offense, especially as it gets closer to the goal line, has to go through Travis Kelsey. And then we got one more here. Uh, Last TD score, non-passing touchdown. Brock Purdy. Plus 2,000, Patrick Mahomes plus 1,500. Who you got? Some value betting. We're going Brock Purdy here. Whoa. See the ball, eight-yard line. Everything's on the line. Pump fakes, pulls it down, goes and punches it in. Has to break a tackle at the goal line. Purdy closes up, and we win some cash. And you, are, you are a Brock Purdy fan. Yeah. And so I want to reenact a conversation <laughs> that we had on our pre-show meeting this morning because it got to an interesting place. You just heard us talking about how Kansas City is nicely set up into the future. You were telling me the real pressure is on San Francisco to get it done on Sunday. Greeny, their window is right now, a year from now, Brock Purdy's going to get a massive raise now because, again, he was a seventh-round pick. So next year, he's going to fill in the blank. 45 million a year, 50 million a year, 55, whatever that number is, it's a massive leap from where he is now, guys. So what's going to happen is that's got to come from someone or someones. So someone like Brandon Ayuk, he's going to graduate. They're not going to be able to trade for the Chase Youngs of the world during the season. So Kyle Shanahan has a massive amount of pressure on him because this is going to be their best window for a while. Won't say they still won't have a good nucleus, but compared to where Kansas City is, they have a lot more bills to pay, most notably with their quarterback. Okay, so that's a really interesting point. And then, Jeff, we got into, and Hembo and I did it on the radio the other day, you know, this might be a Hall of Fame game for Kyle Shanahan. He wins this game with the things he's accomplished. That could get him on the road towards the Hall of Fame. And you brought up a point of you think works in his favor. Yeah, I mean, I think when you think about Brock Purdy, this is this could be his Patrick Mahomes, right, for Andy Reid. And I say it this way. He couldn't get over the hump at Andy Reid. He was 11-13 and 13 before Mahomes comes in. Now, Mahomes takes it and elevates this thing. 
So if they found their guy, I mean, he went all in on him. Shanahan went all in on Purdy. He's your guy. All of a sudden, you win the Super Bowl. You now become what Andy Reid was six years ago to what Shanahan now is a Super Bowl champion who's gone twice and with two different teams. Are you comparing Brock Purdy to Patrick Mahomes? I just did. And I didn't say as a player, but I said as what could help his coach go from a really good coach to a Greetings. Hall of Fame coach overnight. Can I quote Jeff Saturday? Yeah. Are you high? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Are you high? You're on that good good. Uh, on that good good. As yeah, Jeff would say, he's on that good good. Or as Marcus would say, he's on that yak. Go ahead, Marcus. On that yak. Well, look, I, unfortunately, uh, Jeff, I know you excited and it's about to be the Super Bowl and you're a big Proctor Purdy fan. The problem is Patrick Mahomes still going to be in the NFL while Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy trying to beat Andy <laughs> Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, that's you. the issue that they're going to run into. I do think the quarterback has elevated Kyle Shanahan. Um, he he can, he potentially can do something, even though it wasn't in a head coaching capacity that Matt Ryan wasn't able to do. And I thought Matt Ryan was a really high level, really good quarterback for a long time. But this would be a big statement. San Francisco has been at the brink. And it's been the quarterback, which we all thought has been the weakest link as far as how these teams have been built. One year was about the defense. It was about the run game. We've had all of these other things. And that's why I go back to what we said when we were having the conversation about Brock Purdy is that his biggest detriment has not been the way he's played. He's played phenomenal. His biggest detriment is that we've seen San Francisco get to these levels before on a consistent basis and play at a very high level. And the question is, will he have what it takes to get him over the top? And these past two playoff games, it speaks volumes and it says yes because he's been super clutch. Yep. But the, as far as him becoming the new Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid just told you he ain't going nowhere, man. And we know Patrick Mahomes ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Today, I, let me, hold on, today. let me say this. Let me say because because I, I, I I'm gonna be a mock. I, I'll be mocked. Okay? Let me just say this: if this guy, if we just if we just blanked out, you didn't know who it was, and we blanked out a second year. Why don't we pull up a little graphic that I had Himbo uh, throw me today from Joe Burrow? And, and Brock Purdy's second year. Mm -hmm. We talked about he's clutch, Burrow's clutch. He's a, Oh, guess what? He's got three great receivers and a good running back in Cincinnati. But we don't talk about what he's got. Look at these two dudes and their numbers. All right, so, so what I'm saying is we call people clutch. We call them whatever it is, system guy, not a system guy. It's all because guys like Mike T let him get to the seventh round instead of being in the first. If he was in the first round, Mike T's beating the drums on. This guy's a league MVP. He's a seventh round. It's, uh, we don't want somebody to back into success. Let's make sure he earns it continuously. That's insane. Can, can I just <laughs> say this? Uh, Joe Burrow was, was the first pick in the draft yeah. by, by a team that had the first pick in the draft because they were awful and had been awful forever. They were and Brock terrible. Purdy, regardless yes, of where he was yes. drafted, was drafted into a situation on a team that is a well-oiled machine. What was Patrick Mahomes drafted into? Uh, and Patrick Mahomes has turned into the best quarterback but what was ever. He, he, right. He is the perfect he storm. The first step. I, I'm, I, I am saying that I think there's going to be a very interesting discussion and decision when Brock Purdy gets to the time where he might get paid fifty million dollars about whether or not you let him graduate and figure out something else. No, that's exactly right. Because if you pay a B player a money, and all of a sudden Brandon Ayuk's gone and George Kittle is gone, Brock Purdy's going to look a little bit different. And by the way, Joe Burrow now has to go prove what Patrick Mahomes is because when T. Higgins isn't there, 
Joe Burrow's going to have to elevate his game, which I'm not saying he won't. But the definition of greatness, as we talked about earlier, is make those around you better. Something Patrick Mahomes has done. And to Greedy's point, we don't know if Brock Purdy can. But again, all, if all you're doing is comparing him to Patrick Mahomes, no, I'm not. nobody meets the standard. I'm not so comparing if, if him to anyone. Is, is, is Burrow, it's Stafford, it's whatever it is. This dude has done it in two years, but we don't want to give them any credit for the success they've had. Jeff, I don't want you to just put a graphic up comparing them to Joe Burrow. You're all haters. You do. I, I have to break. I got to go to, up against the bottom of the hour. Haters. Oh, you graphic just compared him to Burrow. It's going to be a great discussion. Can Caleb command his way to the commanders? Mike T is here to say not so fast. You need to be listening in Chicago. Plus, speaking of that, did you hear what Shefty said on the radio in Chicago yesterday about what the Bears might get for Justin Fields? Holy smoke. Don't miss this. It's next. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Back on Get Up, bottom of the hour. Next up, our nation's capital. By now, you know it. The commanders have hired Cliff Kingsbury to be their offensive coordinator. He spent last fall coaching the quarterbacks at USC. And obviously, the quarterbacks included Caleb Williams, who everyone assumes will be the number one overall pick in this year's draft. And Williams clearly noticed the hiring. We saw him congratulating after Shefty began the speculation, ooh, will Washington try and trade up to number one and get Caleb Williams, who grew up in Washington, D.C., and then Williams himself posting his congratulations to Cliff Kingsbury. Lewis Riddick was here yesterday. He gave strong advice to the commanders about the young quarterback. The right conclusion for Washington is do what you got to do to get this guy on your football team because nobody in your organization, and I mean nobody, knows Caleb like Cliff Kingsbury does. So you don't have to call Lincoln. You don't have to call anybody. Just ask the guy who's now in your building. And if he gives him the stamp of approval, then you move heaven and earth to try and get in position to draft him because you ain't going nowhere with the people you got. Okay, so, so all signs point to Washington wanting Caleb Williams. Let's live in a world, Mike T, because we talked about this this morning and it's fascinating. Let's live in a world where Caleb Williams does want to go to D.C. We don't know that. It should be pointed out. He hasn't said that publicly. But in a world where Caleb Williams does want to go to D.C. and not Chicago, if you're the general manager of the Bears, tell me how this goes. 
Okay, first of all, I've been watching all week reading. We got a couple of things wrong, so let's clear it up. First of all, Caleb Williams, you don't have nearly the leverage that some people here think you do. First of all, some, we say some I people. Yeah, some I check with the league office. He has petitioned to move on to the NFL. They have never revoked that. He cannot go back to college. Secondly, if the four of us represent Caleb Williams, everything we would be thinking about is how quickly do we get to the next deal, which for him will be $55, 60000000 million a year. So the NIL money is nice and really important for other players. So State Farm commercials, million here, whatever, that's fine. But Caleb Williams, you want to get that clock going ASAP to get to the next contract because that's where the big money is. So he's a really good player, but he has been sacked 83 times. And typically, sacks carry over to the NFL, Greeny. So if Chicago wants him... He, he, I call up Caleb Williams and say, start looking for your apartments because you could be a bear in March, April, May, June, July, August. You have no leverage. You're a bear. So what you're telling me is that if the, if the Bears decide he's their guy, there is next to nothing he can do about There's it. There's nothing he could, not next to, there is zero. You are a bear and a story. Okay. So it's a really interesting Love conversation because we've been sitting here talking about that and the NIL money and all that. Now, here's my only pushback on that. If I'm Caleb Williams... You know who's not going to get $60 million? Mitch Trubisky, mm-hmm. Zach Wilson, Sam Darnold, uh, probably Justin Fields. Or he's certainly going to have to work for it in an entirely different way. Because as important as getting the clock started is getting it started in the right place where you have a chance to show how good you are so that you become, you know, even Justin Herbert, who hasn't done any high-level winning, there was no question they were giving him his deal, and Burrow and Allen and all these other guys. If he winds up getting drafted into a really bad situation, and the Bears' situation right now looks better than it has in a while, but there are major reasons for concern, yep. then you never get to that $60 million. So let me push back on your pushback, which is, hey, we got Shane Waldron, we got DJ Moore. To your point, we are a better franchise, but the bottom line is you're a bear because we say you're a bear and you have no options. Uh, that, 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 at the end of the day, that's the end of the day. That's what he's telling us. Marcus, you've heard all this conversation. You've obviously been a part of it on NFL Live and everything else. What's your take on all this at the very top of the NFL draft? I mean, look, I I hear what Mike T is saying, but do you really want a disgruntled quarterback to walk into your building the first day after you draft him? Um, That's number one. Number two is when you have a position of power like Chicago has, you try to leverage the fact that Caleb Williams doesn't want to play with you. It's hard to identify quarterbacks, and everybody has talked about how he could potentially be generational, and they see traits. A lot of traits are the best quarterbacks that we have in the league, so I get it. I would understand the stance from Ryan Poles of not wanting to move or not wanting to capitulate to what Caleb Williams wants, but we've seen this movie before with guys not wanting to be places. We understand that if that is the potential of him walking into a building and everybody in that organization understanding that he really doesn't want to be here, where does that put the Bears? That's right. Right? Like, I get it, and you can force his hand, but we've seen this organization and franchise try to find an identity over the last five or so years. They've tried to make moves. They kept Iberflus. Ryan Poles brought in as a GM. We've seen the up-and-down situation of a quarterback. So I hear you, Mike T. And, yeah, you have no choice. The, uh, if you Kayla Williams potentially. But you know the choice you have is to go in that building and tell them every day, I do not want that's to right. be here. I don't want to play here. And the type of turmoil that that's going to create, I don't think it's worth having a guy with 
maybe a little less talent that can still play at a high level that wants to play for the Chicago Bears. And, and let me let me say this too: it's, it is it is a time where, and, and to Swagoo's point, I, I agree with this. If you walk in and say, "Okay, you have to be a Bear," well, I don't I don't want to be a Bear. Eberflus might lose his job. Like they don't want to play in a world of uncertainty and distraction. Poles doesn't want that. Uh, Eberflus doesn't want that because both of them could be moving out just as quickly. We've there seen this tape yeah. on replay, right? We saw it with Trubisky. Then we see it with Fields. Like this is not new for the Bears in this organization. And so it, I do think there's more leverage. And again, maybe not. Oh, I'm going to get myself drafted somewhere else. But you, let me tell you, they can. Uh, there, there's a saying in football: you can make me practice. You can't make me practice hard. Like, that dude could walk in and be like, all right, yep. I'm here, but I'm not going to do it. That's more of a distraction for this team than anything else. I, before I give it, we should make it clear. He has never said any of no, these No, no, no. I know. I, sure. I, I'm just yeah, I'm I'm envisioning sure. someone watching this and all of a sudden walking away saying, oh, I hate Caleb Williams. That's no, not no. what's going no, no, on. No, no. But sure. we're just speculating about what he could do because Eli Manning yep. didn't That's have right. any leverage, right? I mean, he didn't want to be there. Now, the Chargers saw – an alternative. They said we might be just as happy with Philip Rivers and we could get something for it. And so that's the question. Could the Bears look at it and say maybe we'll be almost as happy or just as happy with uh, with Drake May or maybe just as happy with Jaden Daniels plus a number one or whatever else gets thrown into it. If it comes to that, Mike T, again, you're the GM. Now what? Yeah, then I want multiple first-round picks and a high starter, like a high-ceiling starter from mm. Washington. To move back one spot. Yeah, to move back one spot. And then if I go down that road, which I wouldn't do, what I'd be saying to uh, Washington and Adam Peters, oh, wait, hold on a second, this is the New England Patriots. And yeah. now all of a sudden, like, maybe I go back two spots. And the, Ryan Poles did an unbelievable job last year. You yeah. about maximizing the value of moving back when Carolina wanted Bryce Young, like, and they had it all done by Indy. So these conversations on Monday, Greeny, are happening. We get through the Super Bowl. Yeah. Ryan Poles will create a sense of urgency. Again, I would be shocked if they don't take Caleb Williams. But to answer your question, I mean, we would have so much fun leveraging Washington and the Patriots to go get Caleb Williams. So you don't you, you think there's that big of a difference between Williams and May and Daniels or the rest of the quarterbacks? And here's why, because I think you could fix what's wrong with Caleb Williams. You gotta clean up those sacks, you gotta clean up those turnovers, and I think and here's one of the things, going back to what Swagoo said, I don't want to be a bear. Well, look, Shane Waldron's our offensive coordinator. Look at the improvement that Geno Smith yes, has. Yeah, right. We're going to make you a great player. Come in here open-minded. We have a great plan. We have a real number one in DJ Moore. We have a young, improving offensive line. You're going to really like it here, and you're going to stand on the shoulders of the city of Chicago, and you're going to be celebrated since, I mean, Green, you know it better than anybody, Jim McMahon. Yeah. So to me, like, there's a great opportunity here, and that's why, to me, like, I hang in there, even if it's bumpy at the beginning. Tana Bomber Greenberg strong. I'm just going to let you know. <laughs> the offices are open. Dude is strong, bro. He, the offices I mean, are he'll open. He'll jet our mind trick you in a second. <laughs> I'll give you pulled right back in the well, shot down. Here's right the now, thing, too. Go ahead, Marcus. Here, here's the thing, too. Like, Chicago's a great place to play football. Yeah. They've just been abysmal as far as the organization. Like, right. l- being a Chicago Bear, there's a sense of pride and some, some stuff that come along with that that could take you into another stratosphere if you Caleb Williams and go in there and play at a high level, which everybody think, thinks you can. The, the speculation, and I'm glad you pointed it out, G, about people listening and watching us right now, is the fact that if that was to come to pass, if he didn't want to be in Chicago because he's looking at the past history of the franchise and organization, which I agree with Mike T, is in a better situation. But there is also... Um, there's also the elephant in the room that his quarterback's coach 
just went to the team with the second overall pick mm -hmm. with a new head coach and that's trying to start a new era as well. So in his hometown. the Washington Commanders, in, hometown, in my Marcus. opinion, the Washington Commanders, in my opinion, would be more incentivized to do the things that Mike T, that they wouldn't, that a number two team with the second pick wouldn't need to do. You got new ownership in Joe Harris. You got Magic Johnson, a part of that group. You got a new organization that's trying to reface themselves. They may be willing to give up a little bit more to go up and get Caleb Williams than your conventional team that's sitting there at number two, regardless of how much they're being asked to do it for. That's right. It, it's, it doesn't have to be how desperate he is not to go to Chicago as much as it is he may really right. want to go to Washington. The reality Washington is he up. grew up in yeah. D.C. He went to Gonzaga High School right there in Washington. Um, and, and so maybe he would prefer that to go there with Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. But, but Greeny, the inverse of that, and we saw this in Carolina, one of the reasons they got fired, it wasn't Bryce Young. It's they passed on C.J. Stroud. So Drake Bay or Jay Daniels may be a B-plus, but if Caleb Williams turns out to be an A, right. Chicago will never – Right. But that's yeah. true every year. But the reality is the generational quarterbacks wind up being generational about 50% of the time. And most of that is going to be based upon the situation into which they walk. Now, again, I'll point out that the Bears' history with quarterbacks is abysmal. If you're yeah. a middle linebacker, that's the place that you want to go. <laughs> uh, but, but the other side of it is, like to your point, they have a true number one receiver. They have a great offensive tackle they drafted last year, and they have the ninth pick, so they could take Olu Fashionu yep. from, from Penn State or uh, Talise Fuaga or one of these other offensive oh, tackles at right. number nine. You could have a really good – he could be a really good situation. This is less – about Chicago, although I hate the, 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 the uncertainty of their coaching situation. That's the deal. Than it is about going to Washington. Yeah, 100% is the lame duck coach situation that, that concerns you, right? Is that you, If you don't know that guy's going to be there, so if he's not there, the whole Waldron conversation is out the door as well, right? right. But, Jeff, but, yeah, but, but Jeff, but the rebuttal to that is like, hey, Caleb, like, we're building this around you. Like, we're going to get the best situation. I know. They except, said the same thing to Mitch yeah, Trubisky that, and Justin exactly. Fields. And look how that worked right. out. I don't like this plan at all. I will just say this. <laughs> The, my relationship with Jeff right now is hanging by a thread. Right? <laughs> right. Not true. We got, we're just hanging. This friendship right now is in a weird place. Teetering. We're teetering. That's exactly right. We'll go, see. I go go quail hunting together. Uh, uh, hopefully I'm invited. Uh, meanwhile, we got basketball tonight. Our ESPN NBA Wednesday doubleheader. In Philly, you'll see Steph and the Warriors. You'll see Maxie and the Sixers. And then Kawhi and the Clippers are the best in the West. Hosting Zion and the Pelicans. Great night of hoops tonight. Coming up. Fields of gold. Did you hear what Shefty said? Eyebrows are raised all across the country at what he thinks the Bears are going to get for Justin Fields. Don't miss it. Next. In 1920, halfback Fritz Pollard led the Akron Pros to a championship in the newly formed National Football League. The next season, he accepted the role of player coach, becoming the first black head coach in NFL history. Today, his impact is felt through the Fritz Pollard Alliance, an organization advocating for diversity in coaching and front office positions. We continue on Get Up. The next game is called Fill in the Blank. Swagoo, Dak Prescott will be playing blank more years in Dallas. How many? I think four more seasons, G. I think they get a new deal done. I don't know the length or the, or the terms, but Dak played at an MVP level this year in the regular season. And I know 
that that overall arching uh, picture for me and a lot of people has been about the playoffs. But it ain't like you. It ain't like these dudes growing on trees or walking around on the street that can play at the level that Dak did. So I think they get something long term done. I got four at a minimum. There'll be a lot there to talk about. Meanwhile, Mike T, how about this one? This coming season, Russell Wilson will be playing for who? Pittsburgh Steelers, Arthur yes. Smith and Mike Tomlin. And I think it's a perfect fit. He has good mobility. This goes to what Arthur Smith did well going back to Tennessee. They never really got that in uh, Atlanta. And I think this is a good fit. I think Russell Wilson will resurrect his career with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes. He will also be very inexpensive wherever he goes. We can explain that. But first, Jeff, let's go to the next one. This coming season, Justin Fields will be playing for who? Atlanta Falcons. Good Listen, job. Hey, he, he's coming back home. We talked about Caleb Williams want to play at his home. Justin Fields, go back. They got explosive offense. They could, they have they have explosive receivers. They got good offensive line. They're productive. By the way, Zach Robinson coming from the Rams to the Falcons now to be the uh, offensive coordinator. Big addition for the Falcons. Raheem Morris put together a good staff. Excited about it. New start. Restart this thing. And let's see what Fields can really do. Let's see what Fields brings back, too. The expectation is that Justin Fields will be traded away from the Bears. Our own Adam Schefter was on ESPN Radio in Chicago yesterday with my friends Waddle and Sylvie. They were talking about his trade value. Listen to this. Do you believe they would get a second-round pick for Justin Fields? Definitely. 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 I think, I think they might get a one. Really? I do, yeah. That's Shefty with what you can hear their reaction. I can see Jeff shaking no. his head. And so is Mike. Let me, let, me, let me play devil's advocate. Once again, Jeff and I not seeing eye to eye on this day. Yes. Okay? There are three quarterbacks in this draft everybody wants. We all know who they are. You're not trading the first, second, or third picks for him. After that, there are three quarterbacks who might go in round one, Mike T. And they are, in no particular order, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix, and Bo Nix. Would you rather have Justin Fields... Or one of those three guys? Oh, I guess what I'm asking you is, you can draft one of them, or you can trade that pick to Chicago to get Justin Fields. I don't think it's that, I, I don't think it's far-fetched at all. Tell me why I'm wrong. Because I'd rather have one of those three guys in their contract for the next five years. You would? Yeah, because Justin Fields, to me, is a young, improving player that's thrown 40 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. His accuracy has been okay. I think it's going to get better, but when, when you talk about a player like that, that's a second-round pick. There's some uncertainty. Yeah. I am not going to give up a first-round pick and the attenuated money you would have to give Justin Fields on an extension. Give me J.J. McCarthy and his athleticism. What is the extension? We keep talking about all this money that Justin Fields is going to demand. He's not in a position to do that. Well, if we give him a first-round pick, we are. We're going to have to give him $35 million a year. Okay. $35 million? By, if, yeah. if he winds up, the upside of that, if you wind up getting an A-level quarterback for $35 million, that's a bargain, Mike. Uh, I'll take Bo Nix at $5 million a year, who just had 45 touchdowns and three interceptions. I think Bo Nix is older than Justin Fields. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, GMs always, they always want the draft pick. They, 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 I it's, get it. It's always, it's always. Except the, for you. It's, exactly. Excited. Exactly. <laughs> they let me go all the way through. So it, it, as you're looking at this, I, I, I'm with you here on this, Green. Like, I, th I think I, I would take Fields because of what the, the, the upside potentially could be, right? The use of his legs, his arms, you're going you're gonna to work on the, the accuracy and those kind of things. But these other guys. They could be fizzle and nothing, right? Well, there's five, so it's five million dollars wasted as opposed to what you know you have. I think I think that's that's the way I look at. Marcus, it. Marcus, get in here. I think it's too many examples to pass 
on Justin Fields beyond the three. And you can make an argument that you may want him before Jane Daniels or Drake May. If you feel like you got the right coaching in, in position, that to me is when the contract comes into play more so with Drake May and obviously Jane Daniels. But the rest of that quarterback class, you taking a long shot on those guys being very high level quarterbacks. I don't think you taking that long of a shot on Justin Fields based on things that we've seen him do in this league and based on the iteration of the NFL now and what he could potentially do. And I'll use this example, a guy that I was very hard on, and G knows this. Mm -hmm. We've seen in one year with Baker Mayfield and Dave Canales how you can mm -hmm. get everything out of a quarterback and he can play at a very high level and change the narrative. I talked to Baker at the Pro Bowl when we were there just now, and I didn't realize how many offensive coordinators, how many different schemes, how many things he had to do differently from team to team. He got with Sean McVay and he said, man, that was a breath of fresh air. It was some, I was able to go play freely because everything wasn't on the line and it prepared me for the, to get to Tampa. Now, he's going through another offense coordinator change, but we saw what that can do for a quarterback that that the question is still out on. And I would say that Baker May, the question of Baker Mayfield was still out there. I think right now he's getting ready to get a $40 million deal from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and make a lot of money. I think Justin Fields can be thrown in that category based on where he's been in Chicago up until this point. Greedy, to Swagoo's point, what's interesting is Tampa Bay hired Liam Cohen, who actually was with Baker Mayfield for the with the Rams. So there is some of that pairing going yeah, on. Kentucky. But that's where I think Justin Fields going to Atlanta to me, that makes sense more so than a homecoming. But with Zach Robinson, they'll they'll take advantage of his moving skills. And I wasn't trying to joke around before. Justin Fields is only 10 months older than Bo Nix, for what it's <laughs> worth. Yeah. And I hope Bo Nix has a wonderful career. I think yeah. he has a chance to be a really good player. I think someone said it yesterday. The Bears, if they had tried, couldn't have screwed up Justin Fields 100%. more than they did. That kid in the right spot with the right chance has a chance to be an outstanding player. Absolutely. And NFL is hard. Like, there's still a – for most players, there still is a get-to-know-how-to-play-in-this-league. So, all the guys you name, Justin Fields has taken, to your point, the worst of it. For three years, he sees defenses, he sees disguises, he sees things, coverage rolling, he sees when the day is a bad day versus a good day, when you're feeling fresh, when you're not, all those things. Those other guys still got to learn their trade and learn their craft. Some come a lot faster than others, but man, when, when you're talking about, it's hard, man. This league is hard. If he's already kind of taken those lumps and you feel like now you're getting the better version of Justin Fields, I don't see why you wouldn't. So these are the these are the decisions these teams are going to have to make. The three at the top are going at the top. And then you've got Russell Wilson. You've got Justin Fields. I think Kirk Cousins is going to resign in Minnesota. Sure. I don't think that's going to become an option for people. So you're basically weighing Justin Fields and Russell Wilson against McCarthy and Knicks and Penix. I think it's an interesting decision to make. And, and the sense of urgency, Greeny, is right now, I'm telling you, by next week, those discussions are in earnest. The coaching staffs are done. And now, again, look at Ryan Proles' track record. He did a great job last year, and he stuck his uh, flag in Indy and said, I'm not leaving here until we, we know it's done. Carolina moves up, and I think – Pittsburgh, Atlanta, that's what they're weighing right now. And we're going to have an answer here in weeks, not months. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. All this stuff gets sorted out by the Combine in Indianapolis. Meanwhile, we have the women's basketball matchup of the night. Tonight between two ACC schools, as actually tomorrow night, I should say, 6 Eastern on ESPN and the app. Number 12, Notre Dame taking on 15th ranked Louisville. Coming up, Mr. Mahomes. You will see what could be at stake for him on Sunday. Mm. And I promise... You will be floored next.